0: Welcome to another episode of the Miko Peled podcast. This is your host, Jamil. On this episode, Miko spoke with Wafat Ali Aloudaini, a Gaza-based Palestinian journalist, manager of the El Thuraya Institution for Media, a youth group organizer, founder of the Palestinian Eve Network, and an activist for Palestine. Wafat is also a mother of three children and lives in Gaza, Palestine, which has been the target of an aggressive, terrifying military assault on alleged military targets in Gaza. These are targets which have been easily debunked by independent journalists working on the ground. So this daily assault in Gaza includes Navy, tank, artillery, and air strikes that have killed and injured the population as well as destroyed key city resources, including a power plant. And this has made life for Gazans even more precarious and even more dire. Gaza is a coastal strip of two million residents who've basically been under an illegal and brutal blockade since at least 2007. And there's one infamous quote from a former Israeli uh, uh, military official. And he said, we'll just bomb them again and keep bombing them every four years, like mowing the grass. So this is the reality that Gazans have been dealt at the hands of an out of control, Israeli war-loving regime. But today's guest, Wafat, was fea- actually featured um, alongside another fellow Gazan activist, um, a gentleman named Ahmed Abu Artama, in a video webinar that was hosted by Miko Peled called Gaza's Past, Present, and Future. And I just highly recommend that all of you uh, check out that webinar if you haven't already. You can find the video at mikopeled.com under the webinar archives section, but you can also listen to it in podcast form if you just go back a few episodes. So in this conversation, Miko spoke with Wafat, direct from Gaza, and they spoke to really discuss the latest string of military violence that's happening. They also wanted to discuss the facts on the ground as it pertains to these supposed military targets that Israel keeps referencing. They also got into the truth about these incendiary balloons, which Israel seems so threatened by. And, and the other thing that they really uh, spoke quite a bit about was what raising a family is like. Under such horrible conditions, including talking about some of the collective trauma that's experienced by Gazan youth and, and by their families. So, without further ado, here is the conversation between Miko Paled and Wafat Ali Aludaini.
1: Okay, Wafat, thank you for joining me again. Uh, this is not the first time that we've been talking. Um, and I appreciate your time joining me from Gaza to, to discuss the situation in Gaza. We're, I want to get right to what is happening on the ground. Over the last couple of weeks, uh, Israeli forces have been bombing, I think, every night or almost every night. And there's no mention of this whatsoever in any of the media outlets that I see. Obviously, not the corporate uh, media, but not even the, uh, the, um, the more progressive media is discussing this, showing this, talking about this as though uh, Gaza doesn't exist. And Israel claims um, on its social media outlets, the IDF and the different Israeli politicians and and, um, members of the Israeli government, that Israel is attacking military targets, military bases in the Gaza Strip. So you are a journalist, you are in Gaza, you've been reporting, um, you know, providing excellent reporting from Gaza. And I wanted to ask you, What is, what are these bases? What is Israel actually attacking? Israel says it's attacking bases, military bases in the Gaza Strip, as though there was some, you know, enormous uh, military presence there. Can you tell us what Israel is actually attacking and has been attacking over the last couple of weeks?
2: Yeah, well, um, firstly, I would like to thank you so much for having me again in your podcast. And uh, indeed, for uh, nearly the past uh, two weeks, uh, Israel uh, started bombing uh, the Gaza Strip um, after actually uh, the Palestinian youth here decided to uh, to release incendiary balloons into Israel. And actually those Palestinian youth started to launch uh, these incendiary balloons into Israel just to put a pressure on the Israeli government in order to um, to commit to the agreements that uh, they were that the that was between Israel and the, the Palestinian resistance here because the, 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 the condition here in Gaza uh, regarding the israeli siege that is imposed uh, that um, that has been imposed on Gaza since 2006 actually the, the, these the, uh, these days were the uh, are the, the most Difficult days for the Palestinians here in Gaza. So that's why the, the Palestinian youth here in Gaza decided to uh, launch these incendiary balloons in order to shed the light on the the suffering that uh, they are going through, and in order also to put the pressure on the Israeli uh, government to uh, to commit to the agreements that uh, were signed between them and the the Palestinian resistance. So after that, the the occupation forces, uh, as they said, they responded to these incendiary balloons by bombing uh, several targets here in Gaza. And uh, they actually, they targeted or they bombed they bombed uh, agricultural land, lands, uh, they bombed the observation posts, they bombed uh, resistance sites. But all of these things, uh, you know, that uh, they, they just uh, responded by, to the incendiary balloons by the deadly missiles or the deadly rockets uh, in Gaza and caused fear among the children, caused fear among the, the women. And some of the Palestinian houses actually because those rockets are so, so, uh, so, um, uh, so, so powerful. That's why so many of the Palestinian houses uh, got partly damaged because of the massive, uh, the massive explosions. And indeed nearly seven Palestinians uh, got injured uh, during these, uh, these attacks. And and, uh, actually, after nearly 14 days of bombing, nearly every night they bombed Gaza, and then they closed all the the borders, they uh, prevented the fuel to enter in the Gaza Strip, and that's why, you know, the the only power plant here in Gaza uh, has been shut down uh, completely, and the people uh, who are under lockdown due to the coronavirus outbreak, they only have... Three hours of electricity, and sometimes they don't have water for nearly two or three days.
1: Yeah. I want to stop you because I want to talk about all these things one at a time. These are these are these are really really important um, points that you're making here. But I want to I want to kind of dissect them one at a time, and I want to talk about all. So I want to go back to you know the way Israel describes it is as though there are these enormous military bases uh, in Gaza. Uh, you said something about resistance uh, targets. What what does that mean when you you say resistance targets? Are there these military bases like Israel describes? It's, it's,
2: you know, uh, actually the the Israeli propaganda, when they say that the military uh, sites or stuff, the the people may imagine that we are, we have the the most powerful weapons here in Gaza. Actually, it's just uh, uh, very, uh, you know, Empty lands with uh, the, the, the the Palestinian resistance. here are used to uh, to get to training, you know, and the stuff. It just you know, it's it's nothing, you know, comparing to the powerful because I, that, uh, I, think, I, think yeah. I think it's important.
1: I think it's important to you know to mention. There's never been a military. Palestinians have never had an army. Then and, and certainly in Gaza, there's yeah. never been a military force. There's never been a tank, or a helicopter, or a military plane. You know so this, so this this impression that the Israeli propaganda puts out as though they are attacking military bases, really they're they're attacking open fields yeah. and and uh, and, uh, and you said something about um, that the, the strength of the explosions is so great that it's actually damaging homes and and injuring people as well. Can you talk about that a little bit?? Yeah,
2: yeah actually, you know that uh, they used actually to bomb Gaza at night. Uh, And while all of the people here just uh, sleep and uh, most of, uh, all of the children and women just sleep here uh, at night, uh, actually these uh, pumpings, these massive uh, explosions um, that uh, the the, the Israeli rockets uh, uh, caused, um, these rockets indeed uh, caused damage to some of the Palestinian houses and Indeed, one pregnant woman got injured and uh, three children among those who got injured. They are all, all of those, uh, all, of the civil, all of those who got injured, uh, all of them are just civilians. They were just sleeping at their homes and then they got, uh, you know, uh, shocked uh, because of the massive explosion while they were sleeping. And then, of course, um, uh, these houses uh, and, and actually, for the Palestinian houses are uh, the, the the houses are so simple, and uh, you know any any massive uh, explosion will cause uh, damage to these houses and the, part, the, can you tell, can, you,
1: uh, can you talk a little bit about what part of Gaza was actually were they bombing Gaza city, were they bombing in the north were they bombing Refugee camps, yeah. G camps in the south. Where exactly were they attacking?
2: Actually, they they attacked uh, across the Gaza Strip. Uh, every every um, they they, they t- attacked um, Jabalia. They attacked uh, the, the middle area, Rafah yunus Nearly all of the areas here in Gaza you know, got, uh, you know, uh, bombed by the Israeli war plans. So you can imagine that um, uh, the, the Israeli drones are above the Gaza sky, and they can just uh, choose any target, and then they target the, 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 the people uh, or the sites. Uh, they said that uh, terror sites or stuff, uh, and then they cause um, fear and panic among the people.
1: You can imagine I mean we can 't imagine sitting um, you know in, in, in a place where, where you don't we 're not used to this kind of uh, violence um, and these sorts of, of, of assaults uh, the bombing the noises the drones the ongoing sounds must be terrifying for children must be terrifying for families for yeah. mothers and parents yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, not really knowing
1: which house is going to be bombed or which house is going to be destroyed as a result of a bombing of another house. So, I mean, this reality, is, is, is a, it's, a, it's a horrifying reality just to even hear these explosions and hear the sounds. Am I wrong?
2: Exactly, exactly. You know, uh, for my own experience uh, here, I have uh, three children uh, in my house. And uh, I just spent all the nights just feared that uh, whenever there is a massive uh, explosion, I'll be near the, to them because they will, of course, screaming and crying. And this and this thing indeed happened with me, with my little child. Actually, there was uh, suddenly a massive uh, explosion. It was so near to my house that I, I felt that my house was shaking, you know. And then uh, my uh, little child, uh, you know, just woke up and crying and then um he, he is only five years old but uh, uh, he was uh, crying so bad because he said that i, I, I what is the sound and you know he started to to tell me um, uh, that he is uh, he feels so afraid and then he hugged me all the, the night and he started he told me that uh, I don't want to sleep alone. I I want to be with you. And then all the night and uh, the second night, he was only just, um, you know, staying beside me because he said that uh, I hear the drones over me. So maybe in any time they are going to bump us or bump anything beside us. So this thing actually, and I'm, I'm not talking only about my children. I'm sure that there are so many, uh, thousands of stories are like my son, and I hear some of uh, my colleagues, my friends, my neighbors, and they told me that um, uh, they, uh, their children do not uh, go to sleep uh, because they they hear that there are there are drones and uh, warplanes above uh, their heads, yeah. so they how, they how feel old, afraid. Uh,
1: yeah. how, how old are your other children?
2: Uh, I have uh, uh 12, uh, 11 months, and uh, three months, and no, three and a half months, and uh, five and a half months. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I have uh, 11 um, month uh, daughter uh, and four years old uh, son and my eldest son is nearly five years and a half or six years uh, oh,
1: wow. old. wow. So the youngest one is yeah. only 11 months.
2: Yeah, 11 months, yeah. Wow.
1: So you know, the, the, when they talk about when, when <laughs> not that they report much about Gaza, but when anything is reported about Gaza, the, the human factor is never, is never mentioned. They, they create this impression that there are these uh, terror bases, and then there's the Israeli army, and as though this is kind of a war zone but it's really not a war zone this is a this is a heavily populated area with many many children with families who try to raise their children in their homes and and the israeli bombing is a constant factor the fear the noise the trauma it's a constant factor in the lives of palestinian children and and this is not something that is ever um or rarely discussed, I mean, certainly not in the media. And it's an incredibly important part, I think, because this is exactly the terrorism part. This is how Israel is terrorizing Palestinians in Gaza. It's this reality that is the terrorism. It's not just the bombing, but it's all the things that go around it. uh, That is what, this is the definition of terrorism.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah you know actually um you are completely right and and they feel whenever they they target or they uh, tell the the, the the ministry media that they are bombing Gaza they they imagine that there is no human beings here and they don't deserve to live like uh, other human beings, and uh, I, I don't know maybe they, are, they are, think that there are animals here and they deserve to die and the stuff. We well, are not sure. And actually, for um, there is something I remembered during these uh, bombings There was a video of uh, a father. He was uh, videoing uh, uh, the massive explosion. Uh, he saw saw uh, a smoke smoke, and then he tried to film this thing. And uh, his son was beside him. And this thing actually, this video went viral on Facebook and uh, he tried to comfort his son telling him just to calm down uh, and his dad. son told him please dad please dad protect me i don't want to die and this actually hurts breaking and i never uh, and we, we didn't hear it in the, the ministry media or in another in the other media this younger child uh, he, he just fears to die uh, he was he asked his father to protect him from this uh, deadly attack. He thought that he is gonna die because of these uh, massive explosions. And then in the the media, the Israelis say that they are bombing terrorist sites or stuff. Yeah. So what about what about those people, the civilians and the families, the children, women? Um, you know, most of the the people here in Gaza, most of the population here are. Uh, uh, our our children and youth. So, um, youth. yeah. So, so
1: let I, me ask you. Um, you mentioned the incendiary balloons. Now, around the Gaza Strip, which of course is an artificial creation that was created as a result of the of the Zionist uh, occupation of Palestine, but all around the Gaza Strip and uh, um, and uh, throughout the Negev and the southern part of Palestine, there are many many uh israeli colonies israeli settlements uh farming communities and so on which have all been built on the lands of people who are now many of them are now if not most of them are now locked up in the gaza strip as refugees so really their lands and their water and everything is outside of the gaza strip it's where these settlers are now uh living and thriving and and the the standard of living of israelis uh in that part of the country is very very high it's very very good so when they, when they sh- I don't know how, how, describe this whole incendiary balloon thing. How does it work? What are they doing? Um, talk to me. Can you describe it for us? What, what, how does it work? And what is it? And who yeah. are these youth? I mean, are they groups? Are they organized? Is it just a bunch of friends? Can you just talk a little bit about that?
2: yeah yeah of course um actually but uh, before that I, I want to um to update this thing uh, indeed before like a few days uh, there was agreement between uh, the palestinian resistance here and uh, israel and this uh, this deal uh, was mediated by the by uh, qatar and Egypt. So uh, there was a ceasefire agreement between uh, Palestinians and uh, Israelis. So uh, right now there is no incendiary balloons launched into Israel and there is no bombing here in Gaza because of this uh, uh, agreement. Um, And and, uh, uh, the the agreement that is between them, uh, just to open the the, the crossing and the, the sea uh, again, but not completely. Uh, just uh, you know, um, just partly. Um, and and about the incendiary balloons. Actually, um, uh, these uh, these uh, are just uh, you know balloons, and then. Uh, They use um, stuff to blow up and then uh, they plant like a pump on it or I mean they plant uh, something on it to to make it uh, fly and then uh, cause fire in in some of the fields. but and yeah, actually this incendiary uh, Paluncia caused fire uh, to some of uh the, the, the fields in the Israeli side. Uh, but uh, it has nothing to do with uh, you know um uh, losing lives or stuff, just just um, uh, burning like fields in order to to shed the lights on uh, their suffering because uh, Uh, the the suffering that the Palestinians here in Gaza uh, are going through is uh, doubled like millions of times than what uh, uh, this fire caused. And um, actually uh, it is, this thing is uh, initiated by Palestinian youth uh, revolutionists. uh, And the the resistance here actually uh, protect them uh, you know, because, uh, they, they, uh, they allow them to work. And, uh, then when, whenever the, the Israelis, uh, target them or stuff, they, uh, they said that if the Israeli uh, drones, uh, target those youth or kill them, we will respond to the, this thing because this is, this is a popular uh, resistance and, uh, Everybody knows that uh, this kind of incendiary balloons is considered of popular resistance and the, uh, and the Palestinian youth here use it just uh, as a way to uh, to help in uh, breaking the the siege uh, uh, that is um, that is imposed on Gaza since uh, you know a long time.
1: Um, it, is, it sounds like it sounds like it's working. in other words, I mean there yeah. is, I mean if they, Actually, Israel swears they will never negotiate and then of course they do uh, sit down and negotiate because they want to stop this. Uh... Now you talked about the fuel and uh, one of the uh, one of the, one of the things that Israel used uh, against the people of Gaza is uh, denying fuel. so fuel was, they were not able to bring in fuel for for, for a very long time. Which impacts uh, electricity, which impacts hospitals, which is not only people's day-to-day life, but of course hospitals and so on. Can you talk a l- about a little bit about that, please?
2: Yeah, uh, actually, uh, we used to um, to this thing uh, since nearly two thousand and six. The Israelis, when, whenever there is, um, they feel anger of Palestinians here in Gaza. They just uh, Close the the crossing, and then they prevent the fuel from entering Gaza. And actually, uh, they once they bomb the the electricity company uh, generator, they bombed it. And until now, the the the, the electricity or the the only um, uh, power plant they still uh, suffer from uh, this thing uh, because they don't have the uh, fourth generator to uh to work on full you know because only we have 8 hours a day uh, so we do we never have uh, 24 hours of electricity uh, so uh, because we don't uh, because the israeli uh, uh, forces bomb the fourth generator of uh, the solar uh, the um the power plant um and, and actually uh, imagine life without fuel, it means that uh, the, the power plant will, uh, will shut off and uh, uh, only uh, very few hours, two or three hours a day, and imagine uh, how the hospitals are gonna work without fuel. Uh, so many of the, the companies uh, close their doors, not from uh, newly or recently. recently, actually, actually from a long time. They just uh, uh close um, their doors, and so many uh knows their live only livelihood because the company the or the factories that they used to work on uh, on them uh, they were just shut down because of uh, the lack of the fuel and the the the, the Many many things. That, so many things actually affected the, these uh, companies uh, because of due to the Israeli siege on Gaza. And
1: what about the situation and, with uh, the water? You mentioned you is, mentioned the water yeah. too, Mafah.
2: Yeah, and and you know that uh, these uh, these um, the the fuel or uh, the power plant, uh, the, the, the sorry the water, uh, in order to come to the to 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 the houses, the Palestinian houses. Uh, they need uh, generators and these uh, generators due to the electricity the long hours of electricity cut so these uh, generators can uh, you know uh, didn't work and then uh, the people just spend like days without electricity, without water and uh, really i myself you know many times uh, we just uh, suffered from uh, the shortage of water, uh, there is no water at all, and sometimes we buy uh, uh, the w- water from, um, I mean, the, uh, f- from the, 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 we just buy water from outside, not from the, uh, the water that is supposed to be in our houses. And, oh, I don't uh, understand. Let me, let me drop it. Uh, water it's so difficult. <laughs>
1: Well, Fa, uh, you have three children yeah. so how what do you do how do you do what do you do if there's no water supply i mean you have three children obviously that you know we yeah. take for granted that if a child needs a bath or needs to well you need to cook or or something it we take for granted yeah. you go yeah. and you turn the water on so if there's no water supply, yeah. because we know the water in Gaza is not fit for drinking, so you need, to, you need special arrangement for water anyway, and even that is not available. Talk a little bit yeah. more about what you do, yeah. and how does it work when you have a family with children, and, and there's a problem, yeah. um, a serious problem with water supply. What do you do?
2: Yeah. yeah, actually, uh, as you said, it's so challenging. So it's really, it's really uh, very bad when you, we don't, when you don't have water at your home. Uh, when you have like uh, children, uh, the, you know, it's, uh, uh, we are in summer and it's so hot here and uh, we know uh, we need like uh, in in every single minute we need uh, them to wash hands we need them to go to the bath to um, to have shower and stuff so all of these things were just uh, we we felt uh, at the (laughs) at that time i felt that i am in not in the 20th, 20th century i feel that i live in the old ages uh, where we find we are trying to find like uh, any way to bring uh, water and indeed we we just many times uh, we um, uh, we bought clean water from outside you know uh, but for me, you know, I, I have the ability to, um, to buy the, these, uh, clay, the, the clean water and then fill my, uh, the water and then uh, start to, using, to use them. What do you mean uh, you buy water from the outside? Uh, what does that mean?
1: What does that mean? What do you mean you buy water the outside? Yeah,
2: actually, yeah, you know that uh, over than 90% or 95% of the the water here in Gaza, uh, they are not clean. Uh, So uh, we, since long time, we used to buy clean water. Uh, in order to drink. And then we use the other water just to to wash the dishes and wash uh, our clothes and the stuff at homes. And uh, whenever we want to drink, we just buy this, uh, this clean water. Uh, so the, this is the problem, um, uh, you know. And, and, and you know, uh, this is because of uh, uh, the Israeli, uh, uh, the, sorry, this is because of, um, uh because of many things actually due to the israeli siege on gaza uh many things got affected including the the water so uh so nearly uh, as i said before nearly over over than uh, uh 95% is not uh, uh, you know uh, is not clean and the, the people shouldn't use uh, these, uh, this water like uh, to drink on it to drink it, um, uh, so uh, you know uh, the, this is what uh, what I was uh, saying. We, we bought water just to uh, to use it for in the, the kitchen, to use it in the bathroom and the stuff. And um,
1: so what do yeah, people do? They, what that about people? Clear. What about people who don't have the means to buy water? Water is yeah, not cheap.
2: for. for for the people who actually don't have uh, you know uh, you know they, 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 so many people cannot buy uh, this clean water but uh, they um, they used to uh, there is uh, something um uh um they they, they just uh, go for a long a uh, long uh, you know uh, um for for places um that is so far from their houses in order to bring, to fill their uh, bottles, to fill uh, their bottles uh, of, of uh, clean water. Uh, in in, in some, some areas, some of uh, the areas, uh, the, you know, the poor areas indeed, uh, there is M'chattat um, ish?
1: Uh, <laughs>
2: Uh, what, they
1: purify water? Do uh, stations where they purify the water?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it just uh, for uh, the uh, poor areas and uh, they, uh, the people who cannot uh, buy uh, these, um, uh, these, uh, the, the, the water, the clean water, they just go for, uh, you know, uh, for uh, another area in order to fill only, uh, a few bottle of water, and then go back to their families and uh, use this water.
1: My goodness! I hope um, and again, you, and I, I I think it's uh, it's incredible that, it? that. I'm sorry. You, Please. Do you, go ahead. do you? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Do you understand so, what I was saying? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Of course. So. So. Um, so, like I said when we started, none of this is really being reported. Uh, over the last two weeks, even the bombing themselves, the bombings themselves, the, the, the vicious attacks on Gaza have not been reported. Um, and, um, and even when they are reported, when there is a bombing that is being reported, um, it's very superficial. It doesn't talk about the suffering of the people, it doesn't talk about the ongoing. Uh, terrorism that Israel is, uh, is uh, placing upon the Palestinians in Gaza because the, the siege and the life in the Gaza Strip is an ongoing day-to-day terrorist attack by Israel, even without the bombing, the, the siege itself, a reality in Gaza. Um, as uh, you know very well, the United Nations announced uh, several years ago that by 2020, the Gaza Strip would be uninhabitable. I don't think the Gaza Strip was ever inhabitable. Um, But did you notice something change in 2020, other than COVID, of course, um, that, um, and we'll talk about COVID, I want to talk about COVID too in just a minute. But they kept saying by 2020, the life in Gaza will be uninhabitable. But of course, they do nothing to change it. So has something different about 2020 than from 2019 or or 2008 or 2014 or... Any other of the years, um, you know, and you're younger than me, so you, 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 you know, I, I remember things that have been happening in Gaza probably for before, before you. But is there anything special about 2020 other than COVID in terms of the life in Gaza being uh, uninhabitable?
2: <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I do, I'm just wondering that um, most of the time they say that, uh, and then, they, I mean, last year they said that when uh, in uh, 2020, Gaza will be in, uh, in um, uh, So, uh, uh, so they don't, they didn't do anything to uh, to help the people of Gaza. And then we are on August uh, on it, uh, 2020, and nothing changed. Even uh, the, 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 the the people of Gaza, you know, just uh, suffer the most uh, this year during the COVID-19 as well and due, uh, due to the, um, the you know the the israeli policy or the tightening of uh, the siege uh, these days and uh, of course the the covid-19 outbreak here in gaza actually it doubled the the situation here Uh, because you know that uh, Gaza is considered the most densely populated area in the world. So uh, talking about this thing with COVID-19 and with water shortage and uh, uh, so much uh, poverty, so many poor people here who cannot uh, buy like um, uh, uh, this... you know we cannot buy things to protect themselves from this uh, covid-19 and of course things are the worst here in Gaza and uh, just uh, so far uh, since nearly um, 14 years uh, sorry for 14 days uh, Gaza is under lockdown under curfew and uh, nobody can get go out uh, or all of the, the schools universities uh, the uh, organizations and everything is closed even the markets stuff because uh, the the ministry of health here wants to uh, to uh, curb the the, the 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 virus as they said so they prevent the, the people uh, to uh, go outside and uh, uh, you know and gather with each other uh, so this thing is so challenging for the ministry of health that uh, indeed uh, they are uh, on the brink of collapse or even they are collapsed indeed so uh, you have, you
1: have so what yeah. about the schools i mean you have you have uh, two of your children are probably at an age where they can go to kindergarten yeah. or school so what is yeah. happening with the schools
2: uh, actually, before a month, uh, there was schools and kindergarten. But just uh, before uh, 14 days, everything was shut down, and nothing right now, and nothing is opened, and they are just uh, still at home. Every every all of the students, the children are at home. Uh, because of the the, the the you know the, the lockdown and the, the closure of everything in Gaza,
1: so there so and there's no school, so the kids are home. No,
2: yeah, yeah, the, all of the children at home, you know, and imagine with uh, just very few hours of electricity and with uh, this uh, hot hot weather, and uh, you know it's it's really very very bad here. Uh, uh, you know uh, the people outside just you know uh, they are uh, under lockdown, but they enjoyed the uh, like uh, uh, electricity and the internet all of the time and the stuff. And then they feel bored of uh, their condition and 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 here comparing to the people of Gaza who do not have all of these access, uh, so it it is <laughs> so devastating. You know to see that the people um, who actually. Uh, uh who suffer the most uh, and and then they do not get a mention in in the media and at uh, at the end they just accuse them of uh, being terrorist and being a threat to a democratic state or stuff um it's really very bad you know there is no justice here yeah yeah, yeah. And and going yeah. back to the COVID-19, uh, we we right now we have uh, nearly 800 cases here in Gaza, uh, some in uh, refugee camps and other in 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 the middle of towns. Uh, so uh, the the ministries here they they just impose a curfew or lockdown. Uh, since uh, they announced uh, the four uh, cases in community and, uh, uh, and, and and still right now the, 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 the lockdown is still going on and nothing changed but the cases uh, the number of cases are rising, and we have uh, seven people uh, died of uh, this uh, virus uh, so far. But uh, for for the people who do not know about the the COVID nineteen and when did it come to uh, Gaza? Actually, on March, um, last March, uh, the the Ministry of Health announced the two cases uh, in 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 Gaza for two people who came from outside, not from uh, Gaza. Uh, So um, then they had uh, they have like. uh, uh, a procedure to make uh, quarantine centers or quarantine facilities to, put, uh, to, um, to uh, put anyone who came from outside in these, uh, in these quarantine centers uh, for 20, 21 days. And then if uh, he or she is positive, then they quarantine him or her and uh, for others uh, who uh, who are negative they just uh, go back to their family and gather again with their family so for nearly for 7 months um, uh, they they we can say that they can for 7 months they can, uh, could uh, curb the, the 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 virus and none of the cases uh, were registered here in the middle of uh, Gaza but uh, just uh, recently before for 14 hours or starting from this uh, month uh, they announced the four cases uh, here in Gaza um, and they said that uh, it is for a woman uh, who came uh, from areas crossing she went with her uh, sick uh, child uh, sick uh, daughter to uh, get a treatment outside Gaza, so she went uh, out uh, through is a crossing, uh, it is a crossing that is controlled by Israel, and uh, they didn't allow her to enter. But they took her papers and the stuff, and they talked with her, and then she spent like few hours in this uh, checkpoint, and then she gets back to her home, and then. Uh, she uh, you know gathered with her families and then the second day they called her to come to enter this uh, areas crossing and then to go uh, for uh, treating her uh, a daughter and then uh, she, she discovered that she uh, caught the virus and she is positive with the virus and after that they uh, when they um, uh, you know examine her family here in Gaza they they they, they discovered that uh, her family, four of her family, uh, are infected with this virus. And yeah. the, then we discovered that uh, this uh, virus is in in Gaza again. So it's, yeah.
1: inter- it's you know, they talk about, you know, uh, social distancing and uh, you need water to wash your hands all the time. Of course, we know that. Uh, Gaza is, like you said, one of the most crowded places, uh, heavily populated places in the world. And there's, and Israel is is depriving the um, healthcare um, institutions from having the needs, that, you know, the, the supplies that they need to take care of this. And is denying uh, the people in Gaza the very basic needs like water and electricity, which, of course, without which they cannot... Um, they cannot protect themselves. And again, like I said, it's so crowded, um, and especially now when it's so hot. So people really don't have a lot of option. And I think it's actually quite remarkable that, relatively speaking, uh, when you have two million people in such difficult conditions, it's quite remarkable that they did not spread anymore. Um, and that's probably because people are doing um, an excellent job protecting themselves with the, with the means, with the little means that they have. So, Wafa, mm-hmm. I want to thank you again. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're busy. You've got three children. You have other things. I know you're speaking at other, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, other other platforms, other events coming up. Um, so, I again thank you so much for your time and uh, and for uh, speaking to me today and giving us all this information and uh, if anybody wants to see your work or read the things that you publish is though do, do you have a, a site or or a, i mean i follow you on twitter but are there other um, ways that people can follow you if they want to read or see what you do
2: um actually i wrote for uh, different publications and uh, i have uh, you know i i just uh, uh, report uh, uh, what is happening on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram? And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah the, so we'll I put, mean, we'll, put link, and, we'll put a link we'll put a link to your
1: social media um, on this podcast and on my on uh, on my uh, on So if people want to watch, and people should follow you. I think because the work you do is incredible, and the information that you uh, provide doesn't exist anywhere else, and so um, it's incredibly important. So thank you once yeah. again, and uh, give your children uh, a big hug for me.
2: Thank and, you. Uh,
1: inshallah, we yeah. will uh, talk again soon and um, and perhaps meet in Palestine.
2: Yeah, Inshallah, very soon. Thank you so thank, much. I so would much. like to thank you so much for this podcast, and I appreciate your efforts so much. Um, the You know, uh, just your incredible efforts for Palestine. We do appreciate it, and we thank you so much for this.
1: Thank you Wafat. Talk to you soon. Bye
2: bye. Yeah, bye bye. Masalam.
0: Masala. All right. I wanna thank everybody for keeping up with the Miko Pellet podcast. If you can please follow Wafat on Twitter. Her handle is at wafat underscore Gaza. So that's at w-a-f-a underscore g-a-z-a and if you we could ask you to please rate and review the miko pellet podcast on apple podcasts on stitcher google really wherever you get your podcasts um that would really uh, goes a long way in helping other folks like yourself uh, discover this particular uh podcast and if you have any questions for Miko, you can shoot those over to me at booking@mikopella.com, And we can try to get those answered on forthcoming episodes. All right, till next time.